Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, they talking all of this madness. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Ron Pashery and with me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. and Joe Rottermill. Boats and hoes. <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo, the ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. Once again, I can't follow that. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be like a, a trend. Um, so this week we have Fastlane coming up. Not a one week from Sunday, but what, four days for three days from today? Yeah. We're a day late. Uh, we apologize. Some technical difficulties forced us to use our old microphone, so sound quality... Is not as good as usual. That is the reason. Uh, we should be back to normal next week. Uh, listen Mother to nature. the huh? Mother Nature. Yeah, yeah. Mother Nature has hit really hard in She's Philadelphia. Her ugly head. The last six days. Uh, but listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. Listen to The Perfect Edge with Donovan. His new show, Super Madness. First episode talking about Black Panther. Uh, go back and check out our unsanctioned shows. We have our first. Of many throwback madness road to WrestleManias. We started with WrestleMania 21, correct? Uh, it was a great show, so listen to that. Subscribe on iTunes, five star ratings and reviews. Check out the Elroy Prepson YouTube channel to see what we've been up to. Alo, would you like to move a little merch? God, did you miss anything? I don't think I did. <laughs> I hope I did. <laughs> I don't think you did. <laughs> if you want to embrace the match, you can do so at whatamaneuver.net, and you can hell with a call on elbow.com. Use promo code MattManage for 10% off your one. Only working promo code in the business. Uh, before we get into Fastlane, has anyone seen the Pipe Bomb 2018 video? No, I haven't. Has anyone heard about this? I haven't. I saw it literally a half hour before I left the house. Someone edited the video to look like current WWE production, so there's like graphics and words popping up on the screen <laughs> really? throughout the throughout the video. Pipe Bomb 2018, I think it's worth a watch. It's only a few minutes long, and you will laugh at how over the top this person went with the <laughs> graphics. So I don't know who it was that that did it, but congratulations to you for doing it. Um, so Fastlane, I believe this is the last. At least for the foreseeable future, brand specific pay per view. So, I'm pretty sure we're all happy about that. Yeah, definitely. But is anybody excited for Fastlane? I'm not. I mean, there's a couple of matches I really like to see. Um, I'm not like uh, blown away by the card. Well, actually, I actually am excited because we'll get past all this filler and crap and get to the good stuff <laughs> leading into WrestleMania. Yeah, Hopefully so you, good stuff. So you're excited just to have it behind us, yeah. is what you're saying. Just to get over the yeah. hump. I'm in the fast lane to get past it. <laughs> fast lane's like your Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. You're heading into the weekend. Yeah. I think we all are. There's like another thing that I kind of want to say just because this is the last brand-specific pay-per-view. Can I just say how much I love that the brand split was pitched by Vince as competition? I want you to compete for ratings, whatever. It, Shane against Stephanie. Break the law, goddammit! <laughs> yeah, but as much as they're the supposedly rivals, 
They advertise each other's shows on their show. <laughs> I think that's hysterical. I don't think that that's been made enough mention of. Like, John Cena goes on to Raw to pitch Fastlane. Fast with, with graphics. With graphics. <laughs> Michael Cole is pitching Fastlane on the rival brand. I think that's, like, funny that they, they don't think twice about we're rivals, we're competing, but we're going to help boost your ratings a little bit. And it's especially funny because I really feel like it has been purposefully done to tank SmackDown. <laughs> I don't think that's by accident. Unless no. unless Brian Gerard James is really that bad. Well, I had a thought about that earlier okay. today. Well, um, in the words of Stone Cold, Brian, good friend of the show, Brian Gerard James, has uh-huh. got g- goddamn complacent. Because <laughs> I remember when SmackDown, when the brand split first started, I talk, everybody was complaining about how the rosters looked. And I talked about how Raw has the guys that are ready and SmackDown has the guys that need to be built up. And they, they can be built up to be groomed to be on Raw and be bigger stars. And that's what it was for the first few months before the shakeup because we had low expectations. So every week we were like blown away by like all this character development or the little things they did. But they're not doing that anymore. Like those characters that they developed, mainly Alexa Bliss, they're on, they're on, she's on Raw now. We like Baron Corbin before the shakeup and now he's... He won money in the bank, but he did, he's done nothing. Right. SmackDown, they haven't, when they've had injected new talent, like the Ty Dillingers and the Riot Squad, they've been but so much limited in their exposure. The Riot Squad, they're on TV every week, but there's not anything developing with them. It's just the same things since it came up at the end of November. So SmackDown, I just think they've gotten real complacent. And like you said, Vince, this may be purposely purposeful that they just make a SmackDown this bad. It feels purposefully because <laughs> I, I can't. I can't think a product could start off so good and then go so downhill and so so into the garbage so quickly. It's very quickly, unless someone's sabotaging. Yeah, because every time I hear Shane's music now, I just want to walk away and I cringe. <laughs> I used to love Shane. When he came out, it, it meant something. Now it meant nothing. For example, when SmackDown started and I heard Charlotte's music, I was like, okay, we got something different here, but we still got a promo. Right. And I almost made a whole episode of SmackDown without Shane. Right. Almost. Almost. <laughs> they almost got there. Uh, and one thing I will say about Cena's promo on Raw he pitched the idea of Cena versus AJ versus Nakamura, which I have to tell you, I would love <laughs> if that happened. Because all those New Japan marks would be so upset to see John Cena infiltrate their match that they that they have been so patiently waiting for. I would love it. I'm, I'm rooting for John Cena to win for that reason alone. And I love the way he said it. I win the title. They'd be pissed at Cena winning the title for the 17th time. And he messes up their main event. He messes up their main event. Then AJ invokes his rematch clause, and now John Cena is right in the middle as the champion in that match. Breaking the record at that. Yes, it'd be awesome. I think it would be perfect if they did that. (laughs) Uh, So we have the six-pack challenge for the WWE Championship and the right to go into WrestleMania as the champion. Um... I'm not excited for this match really at all. It's just too many people. I think it's going to be a crapshoot. We've seen too many matches with too many people in them in the last month and a half, two months. Um, but I, I like most of the guys that are in it, which is a shame. But I love Tom Phillips saying, this is the first time ever a six-pack challenge is going to decide <laughs> who goes to WrestleMania as the champion, as if that's a good thing. It's really not. <laughs> It's the only angle they can kind of find to spin it. Especially because I think we know for sure AJ Styles is retaining the title. 
It's just that's just not going to happen unless they want to upset those indie marks, those New Japan marks, and give it to Cena. Cena messes up their main event, right? Which is what I'm rooting for. <laughs> I would love it, but I just, I, think, just I just feel they have something else planned for Cena already. I, I well, Rey Mysterio got hurt. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what the plan is anymore. <laughs> they could spin him in there and then with a, make it a three way. I honestly, I'm glad that you guys both well that you mentioned it and that you mention Rey Mysterio because maybe that is what happened. Maybe like, all right, we're not going to do Taker. We can't do Rey Mysterio. What are we going to do with him? Let's ah, just put him in the championship match. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love it if that's what they did. It would make me so happy. And now that just actually got my hopes yeah, up a little it could, more. It could, it could be going that direction. Because I have no idea who Cena going to face. Cena could actually face. Right. There's nobody that makes any sense. Yeah. Now, granted, they just built this whole fast lane show with none of the stories really making yeah, sense. Yeah, but even the whole Rey Mysterio thing it didn't make sense. I talked about last week. Like, how, the, how are you gonna get there? Like, she's like, I'm gonna have an ch- open challenge, a worldwide challenge, and I'm gonna ch- and Rey Mysterio comes out of all people, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, and nobody would care. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they'd be happy to see him, I guess. Yeah, not- my thought, and I know it's not gonna happen. Is um, I mean, I know they're where they're going for the Intercontinental Championship. I think they could have built a Braun Strowman John Cena match, which would have been entertaining and fun to watch. That's the next push, best thing, but push mm-hmm. Strowman up, but that's not where they're gonna go. Right. Yeah, at this point that's not the, the route they're taking. Um Sami Zayn once again professes to Owens. <laughs> was- I wanna I wanna help make your dream come true. I'm gonna lay down for you. I wanna help you be a Grand Slam champion. And headline WrestleMania is the WWE champion. And then he turns on him. <laughs> Not only does he, t- uh, he turns literally on him. It's not like he stole the win. He actually pinned him. He hit him with the haluva kick, pinned him. Did you think this needed to happen on SmackDown, or do you think they should have saved it for the for Fastlane? That's a tough, that's a tough kind of a tough question, because I love what they did, because it built some kind of intrigue, because he kept saying that he would lay down for him in the match, but in the match on Sunday, but you already knew how that was kind of going to go. That he, you would, he was a going to, you would, see Sami Zayn try to, but he'll probably do something, kick out or whatever, and turn it on Owens that way. Right. But even his promo after it, saying, I've been the best and I've been underlooked ever since I've been on SmackDown. So, like, that's the only thing that built some kind of intrigue to this match for me. It's like, oh, okay, because we already were assuming that we're going to get Kevin versus Sami Zayn, because they, they kind of rekindled their, their friendship the last two weeks, but this is like, okay, this is kind of clear his, this is going to happen at WrestleMania, and we have to see what's, how, how it's going to pan out on Sunday, and if they're going to have any interaction throughout the night before the match on Sunday. Right. Did this surprise you at all, Joey, that it surprised Sammy me it turned happened. on him in the match? It's, I, I felt they were kind of building it that way. I didn't think it would happen until the pay-per-view, like you said, but it makes the pay-per-view better than it did it now because you're not going to go into the match thinking that he's going to lay down. You know it's going to be every man for himself kind of thing. Right. So that that was my thought was he's setting it up that I'm going to help you win because I, I was upset that they did it on SmackDown. That was yeah. my first thought. No, like save it for the save it for the big show. And then I realized, well, wait a minute. If Sammy isn't going to win the title or if the title's not going to change hands, does that storyline really matter in that match? It doesn't because it doesn't actually affect. Anything, no. if, if AJ's going to leave the champion anyway. Now it gives anyway. you that whole un- other angle to look into the match. Right, so now what happens on SmackDown, it throws a curveball at us on the weekly show that we have found very non-entertaining for weeks. And I thought it was a good way to close the show. I loved his interview afterwards, like Alo said, saying how I've been the most overlooked. I am the best. 
And it sends him into fast lane with a little more importance than he had before. My hopes there coming after that is that they continue to do something like this with Sami Zayn after the pay-per-view. Yeah. I would hope so. I like the edge that he has. I would like to see him keep it for a while. I Another minor thing that I liked about SmackDown is AJ and Nakamura both saying individually that they want the match to happen between the two of them. Nakamura says it during his interview. AJ says it during his promo. Um, but who the hell is Dolph Ziggler to come out and say, you you walked into the house that I already built? What the hell do you think you built? Now, my favorite thing was he called AJ a kid, but he, AJ's older than him. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I would have actually popped for that. That That is funny. And why the hell does he still come out to that broken entrance theme song? I don't know, because he's not doing that character anymore. No. It's just... Lack of logic or caring about any of the details. Um, They seem to to do that a lot these days on SmackDown. Yeah, did you guys... Did you guys... Actually, I guess I do like that they ended up making it a Fatal 5-Way because of the turn (laughs) we got at the end. Mm -hmm. That was a rare situation where I did like it. The, The match between Ziggler and AJ I thought was good while it lasted. But what ended up happening with Sammy and Owens built this match more than anything else they've done in the last month. So I'm glad they did it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to it. You guys seem to not really be very much looking forward to it. I'll enjoy it. I just think it's going to be crapshoot with everyone in the ring. It's too many bodies. And not enough story. The only real story is, is AJ Styles going to still be the champion, which I believe we're probably all 90% sure he will be. And the other story now is what will happen. Actually, I guess that's not even really the story. We already know Sammy has turned on Owens. Um, so I don't know. Do you guys want to do predictions? Or anybody have any more thoughts on this match? No. We'll just uh, go to predictions. All right, we'll roll, Joseph, roll to it. who's going to win? See, that whole John Cena conversation we just had <laughs> kind of makes me question it now, but um, I'm going to go AJ. Yeah. Alo. AJ. I'm going to go with John Cena because <laughs> I need that to happen. John Cena so I would love to be able to come back next week and gloat like I did two weeks ago when Roman Reigns won the Elimination Chamber. That would have this 2018 very much looking up if those two <laughs> things happen in succession. Uh, last second, we had Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev thrown together. Again, no real build to it. They threw Aiden English into a match with Nakamura last week. Uh, I gotta say, Laugh probably hates this, Nakamura but I, I love the idea that Nakamura won, injured Aiden English's throat, so he can't sing. That Rusev is very upset that Aiden English can't sing the Rusev Day song. That Rusev said it's like, you know, taking away Billy Joel's piano. <laughs> no piano for the piano, man. And that he said to Nakamura, "You broke my Aiden." <laughs> I'll break you like you broke my Aiden. I laughed so hard at that. And then, yes, Nakamura singing that it was going to be Nakamura Day. I thought it was funny. And then Rusev said, you can't make up holiday. Yeah, you can't make up your own holiday. So it was funny. Again, not much of a build. A match of not much consequence. Because we already know no matter what, Nakamura is going to be in the WrestleMania WWE Championship match. But funny... I don't know. Did you enjoy this segment? Did you not care for it? No, it was fun. It's like you said, it's entertaining all the way around. Um, I mean, is there anyone under more underutilized right now than Rusev, with the whole fan base behind him the way he is? 
Yeah, there's definitely nobody who's as popular right now that's as underutilized. I know that's for sure. Yeah, he was over at a Ring of Honor show. <laughs> Rusev Day. Yeah, Rusev Day is one of those things that really took over. It's kind of like the the ten chant when Ty Dillinger kind of fir- when that first started and everybody did it at every show. Yeah, Rusev Day has kind of gotten to that level where people just chant it all the time. They chant it at Lana. I don't know. I love I love Rusev Day. I wish Rusev would get put in a prominent position. And I, I do think this is going to end up being a good match. Mm-hmm. And I haven't liked many of Nakamura's matches on the main roster. And I don't know if either one of you have really liked any of his matches either. I haven't hate, I've been hated them, but I mean they haven't been what you kind of expect yeah, coming he's, up. He's yeah. had one good match, and that was against Johnson. <clears throat> Yeah, of course. <laughs> who who would have thought, right? Um, oh, he had a good performance in the Rumble, if you consider I mean, that. He had a good, yeah, ma- that was a good performance. He had a good match um, with AJ, didn't he? He didn't wrestle AJ yet. I think they had a, a TV match. I don't remember. They haven't gone one-on-one. They, they've teamed up, but they haven't gone one-on-one. Oh, they did face off in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and everybody went nuts at the one point when they were kind of faced off. Um, but yeah, that was not a okay. Nakamura versus AJ match. No, yeah. But as soon as that happened, we all knew that's going to be a WrestleMania match. Uh, so who's going to win, Nakamura or Rusev? Rusev Day. <laughs> Nakamura. 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 Shinsuke. I can't even jokingly say Rusev at this point. Uh, tag team championships. Neither of these teams were on the actual show on Tuesday. We just got a vignette. Um... Have we had this match too many times, or is it still something to look forward to? I still think it's something to look forward to, because every one has been good. Um, I've never watched one and said, oh, we're getting this again. The same old garbage. I've, I've enjoyed every match they put on so far, so I'll, t- I'll watch it again. Do you feel like there's any chance of the title changing hands? <sighs> yeah, I feel there's a slight chance. <laughs> but not much. Not much. <laughs> Would you like to see the title change hands, or do you prefer the Usos with it? I like the Usos name? with it right now. I really do. They just need to do more with the division itself. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. What about your thoughts, Alo? I, I think the match would be good, because like we said in wrestling, everybody has to have that rival. If you have nothing to do, you can just go back to all the time, and that's what the New Day and the Usos are. They haven't wrestled each other since October since Hell in a Sub, which I believe was in September or October this year. Mm-hmm. So they so they kind of had some time apart, but they remember, they were our rivalry of the year. So I have, I have no doubt that they'll tear their house down. Like I said, this is this is like what rivals actually are. They don't just have have one thing and just go away forever. They have to come back to each other at some certain point. And I do expect the Usos to actually leave with the titles. 2017 all over again, <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah, uh... I do. Th- it's going to be a good match. Yeah. It's not. It's not a, like a storyline I'm super hyped up for well, because they actually did give it kind of a storyline because it's about WrestleMania for the Usos. It is now. If that was a stipulation, whoever wins is on the WrestleMania card. But they didn't. They haven't really specified that. that. That would be a fun stipulation. Because when we get the Raw, we'll talk about who's getting the shorthand of the stick <laughs> at WrestleMania. Yeah, we can talk about that, but. The match is going to be good. It always oh, is. Yeah. They're, two, no real, they're two great teams, yeah. uh, and they, they always have good matches. And even though we've seen it a ton, it's still going to be a fun a fun match. Do you think it opens the show like a lot of their matches do? Um, 
I wouldn't be shocked because you have to get that crowd, that crowd excited for for what for the rest of the crap they're gonna have on the <laughs> for the rest of the track. Yeah. that's gonna be on well, the rest well of the put, show. very poetic. It was. Uh, yeah, because like when I watch Smack, I'm like, gosh, like this is bad. <laughs> this is bad. When SmackDown ended, I was like, <laughs> our fast lane preview might be ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is bad. We're at about 20 minutes now, and at least five of it was talking about things that aren't fast Yeah, because, like, I'm looking forward to a, a few matches, mainly the tag title match and the women's title match. Yeah. Other than that, I can care less. <laughs> I, I kind of feel that way. But you, you think the Usos retain. Joseph, your prediction also the same? Uso, penitentiary for life. <laughs> yeah, I think it is not paranoia. It is the Usos that are going to retain the tag team <laughs> championships. No reason to change it now. Uh, women's championship match. We have Ruby Riot against Charlotte. Show opened with an interview segment between the two of them. Is every feud with Charlotte <laughs> going to be the same story of people talking about her dad and that she's the chosen one? It's it's the same story she's for everybody. Yeah, because that because she's faced Charlotte. I need to heal Charlotte back. Do you think we get that anytime soon? I don't know because I still think Oscar's gonna end up going to SmackDown. She she may show up on Sunday. I think we'll get the what happened on Raw. Right. But I think she's gonna end up showing up on Sunday, and I'm not sure if Charlotte will be the face in that situation or the heel. Because uh, Oscar could play kind of both roles. Oscar doesn't talk, but no matter what, as Charlotte has a face, she's gonna be that whole spoiled kid who has who's get like gotten given everything handed to her. She's always gonna play that role as a face. When she's a queen, she embraces it and she just looks down on everybody else when she's a heel. But until she turns heel, she will we'll get this same oh you're the chosen one, Charlotte. It's a very weird way to end this segment with a uh, Bobby Roode coming down and <laughs> oh Charlotte, God, Charlotte looking very smitten. You cannot tell <laughs> me nothing's going, going on. on. <laughs> Is Bobby Roode married? I don't know. I mean, we know she's not. Yeah. Joseph, I'm assuming you don't, you don't know. It wasn't, wasn't something covered much in his TNA career, <laughs> no, whether no, he was no. married or not. <laughs> I mean, they, they touched upon it, but not, not, <laughs> not a lot. Too, not too no, heavily. No. And no. it was a while ago. Yeah, because that blushing was real, man. <laughs> what are they? Uh, the Robe Warriors? The Robe Warriors. The Warriors. It, it was an interesting way to end the set, and it didn't really amount to anything. Well, because no. they, they went to the commercial break after. I was like, you really go to commercial break now? Yeah, he walks out. Well, I thought uh, I was like, he's 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 a face right now. He's going to come down and beat up Ruby Riot. <laughs> it's not going to go well for the character development. And Ruby Riot promo was so bad. I, I like Ruby Riot, but it was it was bad, really bad. Like, it's like even Charlotte's on Charlotte's end. I didn't like it because. You could tell they're acting, and you know, we always say like these wrestlers aren't actors, but it's like you could like tell like Ruby Riot was trying to remember the script. Yeah, it, was, it came off as like very high schoolish, like high school act, like high school play acting. Or no, like just like high school like behavior. Drama, like behavior. <laughs> you always get what you're handed, and um, you know you deserve it. I do. Agree that yeah, it was just not a good. It was not a good interview. It's the same stuff we've heard delivered by somebody who is not as good at delivering it. And this is a, a problem with WWE is some of the people they have on this on the two rosters can act and have the ability to do it or not, come off, or come off natural. Right, not everybody can. And to me, don't put someone in that situation if they can't do it. 
because it only like that's the thing that really hurts someone. As much as we'll talk about wins and losses mattering, someone losing in a really good match doesn't hurt someone as much as sending someone out to do a bad promo mm-hmm. because people will turn on you if you go out there and have a boring promo. Yeah, because there's only there's a legit select few that you could just tell just are so comfortable and it's natural like. The only one thing I think of the top of my head right now are Kevin Owens. Because you can just tell, think, like, that, that's just him. Yeah. And The Miz. Other than that, I can't really, like, see anybody else saying that's just naturally them. Ronda Rousey, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. Um, before, I for, before I forget, Laugh made a comment about this last week. So, my best friend's going to be very mad at me. I've never seen Entourage. Okay. I never watched the show. So Laugh, so, Laugh <laughs> made a comment saying... Remember that terrible Entourage movie? And she's like, hey, Turtle. So I, I watched that that scene, and I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Eric that said it on the show last week. Laugh no, said Laugh it. Said it. Laugh That's said right. it. It's like, hey, Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Eck has brought up that movie a couple times. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if it was on the show or not. I don't remember. Uh, but you said this is one of the things you are looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the match because, like, even though I only, I don't like Ruby Riot on the mic or, or what's been going on with her, they've held this match up for a long time, and I do like Ruby Riot in the ring, and I think she'll work really well with Charlotte. So I'm like, I'm really looking forward to this match. She's had some good matches in NXT. Um, do you are you looking forward to this, Joseph, or not? Yeah, particularly? I mean, anytime I get to see uh, Charlotte Flair out there, it's, I know it's going to be a quality match. I'm not like 100% familiar with Ruby Riot's work. I've seen a couple matches. Um, so I'm, I'm, I want to see how this plays out. Do we think, how, how much is Absolution going to get involved? Because Charlotte's backup is involved in another match now. Well, I wouldn't be, sh- uh, I'm not sure. I wonder if they'll actually ban them from ringside. I'll be That's interested if they do that. So let's make it a no DQ and ban them from <laughs> ringside. And then there's no punishment for when they show up at ringside. I want to see Sarah, Sarah Logan in some matches. <laughs> yeah, you you really liked her in the May Young Classic. I did. She right? really she really impressed me in the May Young Classic. I don't remember who her match was against. I feel like it might have been Tony she had Storm. Two solid matches. Um, I don't think it was Tony Storm. I was maybe, cool maybe with the her. second round Tony Storm. I was cool with her in the May Young Classic, and then was done with her as soon as we heard her <laughs> talk on yeah, SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> big game hunt. <laughs> you going big game hunt? But yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I do think it'll be a good match. It'll be a fun match. It's two women that can actually put on a good match. Um, I'm just going to go with my prediction straight away. Charlotte is retaining. Charlotte. No reason for her not to. Stay with Charlotte. Yeah, this this match along with the Shinsuke Nakamura-Rusev match along with the Becky Lynch and Naomi versus Carmella and Natty match are... Very indicative of how this whole the whole concept for having this show right now is just a bad idea. <laughs> There's nothing we kind of already know the main titles what's happening, so we know no. There's not going to be anything of consequence that happens on this show, and not to mention the laziness with just. I think they just realized literally last Monday. Oh wait a minute, we only have three matches booked for this. <laughs> we need at least two more. You think <laughs> that that's. <laughs> And that's who could be throwing the match. But I gotta say, how great was Natty's backstage segment? It was good. I'm not gonna take anything away from her. I think that she's very funny and entertaining, and I think she's another one who's often overlooked. Yeah, she is because um, when she was champion, I kept talking about how her her segments were like underrated, and what she says just goes goes over your over your head. And when Naomi was like, nobody likes you, Natty. She's like. 
please, everybody likes me, but I don't have enough time to name them all. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> you know what I wish you would get back to? The singing? The, yeah, like the, the cheesy song lyrics to, for her promos. I always thought that was really funny. Chumba Wumba Daddy. <laughs> yeah, I, but there's nothing of any consequence that's going to happen. We know that. They haven't built half of the matches on the card. They just got thrown on onto the show last night, or on Tuesday night. I'm sorry. Um, and this is another match. Like I'm sure it'll be fine. I like all four who are in the match. But it just doesn't doesn't mean anything. Nope. And what reason is there really to care? There's no stakes. There's no real. And I, story. yeah, I don't know if I'd call this a Ronnie versus the world or not, but this whole this pay per view sucks. <laughs> and <laughs> on paper, yeah, and yeah, it, it could be an entertaining show. I'm and the fact that my expectations are so low means I'll probably be pleas- pleasantly surprised, but. It's a shame because I have tried very hard to be the anti-WWE <laughs> sucks guy. And they really make it impossible to just fully support them. Now, I'm not complaining about the stuff that a lot of other fans complain about. My issue is just they are lazy. They're not really putting forth an effort to tell stories. They're not building characters. They're not doing enough that's entertaining. And they're relying way too much on, oh, well, they, they like Becky Lynch. They like Carmella, so just put them on a match, and that's enough. It's not enough just because you know people like the people who are playing these characters. You have to actually do something with it, and they just aren't doing that. Yeah, because I talked about this a few weeks ago. Last year at this time, they had three women's storylines. I think Elimination, Elimination Chamber last year was a SmackDown pay-per-view. They had three women's matches on that card. Right and like I, and I was also always said it's not always about the matches. Just have these like these little segments to build stuff. Well, but they don't want to do that. And then they took away Token Smack, so that's an extra half hour to actually lose. Yeah, to build stuff. And now mm-hmm. we got one. It's kind of a recycled storyline. <laughs> yeah, but I, I gotta give a shot to Carmella from wearing one of my favorite shoes for the culture. <laughs> what shoe was it? Black Cement Jordan Three. Okay, uh, you guys have been talking a lot about that. I know. Never look. Never look bad. <laughs> I, so I classify that as a Ronnie vs. the World. Maybe maybe like a on the Richter scale, like a point four. Yeah, it wasn't a big one. No, no, it was just because like, I'm not mad. It's like uh, your parents would say, the thing that would really get to you. I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. <laughs> That's how I feel. Um, so who wins, Becky and Naomi or Carmella and Natty? Becky and Naomi. Joseph? Carmella and Natty. <sighs> I'm going to just go with Becky and Naomi. Because yeah, Carmella has the briefcase, so that means she's, she's going to lose. She's going to lose and lose and lose until she cashes in. Yeah, whenever that is, because who knows what they're going to go if, uh, if Oscar comes to SmackDown... The, is she going to lose to Asuka? Will she get, will she get shipped, shipped to Raw and be whoever's on Raw? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know it's what to expect. Yeah. I am shocked she still has the briefcase. I'm shocked that the briefcase outlived James Ellsworth. <laughs> I did not think that was going to happen. And we haven't really, we've hardly even seen Carmella anyway. So The most we've seen her was that segment backstage where she was taking a survey on her phone mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, they should open the briefcase instead of a contract as a picture, a headshot of James Ellsworth. <laughs> Jokes would, on her. I would pop for that. <laughs> I, yeah, I really felt like James Ellsworth should have been instrumental in the cashing in of the briefcase. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame. Again, I'm not mad. I'm, I am mad about that one, but also disappointed. Well, he's defending his intergender title. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> you know, he, he wanted to do it, and now he is. Uh, the last thing on this card, a United States championship match 
between Randy Orton and Bobby Roode, which I could not care any less about. I am not here for this version of Bobby Roode. I have never cared about Randy Orton. I don't care if he adds the coveted United States Championship to his resume. It doesn't really matter. Anybody with anything to say on this? Nothing, Halo, Joseph, anything? Um, I mean, I just want to see Bobby Roode step up to the next level here. See if he can put on a really good match when there's not a lot of build to it. And it's a match when he's a title holder against a guy who, even though I don't like him, he's one of the biggest names from this generation of WWE. So it would be a big win for him, like you said, on paper. <coughs> it is Bobby Roode going to win? No, nobody's going to win. Jinder's going to interfere. Joseph, you agree with that? I can't agree with that. I mean, I, I, I think Bobby Roode still has the title, however they play it out. So that's what you think. He's the title holder, but he doesn't get a win yeah. over Bobby Roode. Yeah, Jinder will probably interfere, but Jinder will be the next U.S. champion, I think. And then we'll get a three-way at WrestleMania between oh, Jinder, Bobby Roode, and then we'll see this for another month. <laughs> So even though Jinder, ha- I have liked what Jinder did a couple weeks ago. Even though I hate this whole top ten list crap, I I did enjoy like him being we- like weaseling his way into getting those two to hate each other. I have yeah. kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, he's he's in the right role for him, and I think that's important to to put people. It's like Andy Reid used to always say, "I got to put my players in position to make plays." That's what they're doing with Jinder now. He's in the right role for himself. Oh, and that bump that Singh brother took <clears> off the jump the table again. Always good. <laughs> so, Alo, you're going with the DQ finish. <laughs> Joseph, your prediction? My prediction is Bobby Roode wins. Wit gets a win. Yeah, he gets a clean win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Alo on the Jinder Mahal interference, just because I do think that's where they're going for Mania. I'm just trying to be different. Yeah, which is fine. Hey, you, you, you've you succeeded by trying to be different before. Being the only person in the world to call Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental oh, Championship. Yeah. Not to pat my back. At what, WrestleMania 32, was mm-hmm. it? Um, so, yeah, any other thoughts from SmackDown or on Fastlane? Can't wait to drop past it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I'm getting faster to lean. <laughs> getting past that. Yeah, so Monday Night Raw. Uh, Universal Championship, we might as well just knock this out. No Brock Lesnar still. We had another great Paul Heyman promo, as we have come to expect every time. He steps in that ring with a microphone. That promo put over the Universal title more than Brock Lesnar and William Goldberg have combined. (laughs) The unfortunate part is he used the word bullshit on TV. Unfortunately, what he said was bullshit about the title. He made this whole thing about saying the universal title takes over your whole life. (laughs) So Roman, be ready for it. Well, guess what? Your client, it has not taken over his life. He comes and goes as he pleases. He doesn't have to, you know, tell his his father who's passed away. He doesn't have to tell his family, I can't make it because I'm the universal champion. I got to be there. I have a responsibility. I I don't know how. It's, It's egregious to me that Paul Heyman would go out there and say that. Knowing how untrue it is for his client. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else was as annoyed with that as I was, but I was really, that one I was really mad I feel about. like that was kind of purposefully done. You think so? Yeah. I mean, Paul Heyman's not someone who's going to go out there and spin it that way and think it's true. He's just kind of rubbing it in your face. 
So you're saying I got worked? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, saying worked. I'm saying you got Heyman. Alo, did I get worked by Paul Heyman? It depends how you take this other thing I got to say. I thought about you when, I, when he said this. Okay. He put over The Undertaker. Because I said last week, after WrestleMania last year, Heyman mentioned 20, the two and 23 and two. Yeah. And that was Brock and, and Heyman. And he was saying, it doesn't matter. Undertaker only came around Russell once last year, but it's still The Undertaker. So they kind of like made it still seem like a bit seem like a big deal. And I know you said that even though as bad as that match was, they still try to make it un- clear that it's still the Undertaker. It's, I'm not sure how, if you bought that or not, whatever. But keeping kayfabe alive, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just call it that. And um, I like how he just talked about Brock Lesnar, just similar to the Undertaker. Brock Lesnar is still Brock Lesnar, and Brock has kind of had like a few chinks in his armor throughout this past year. So. Did they say he's going to be on Raw next week? He is going to be there. I believe they said it's in Detroit next week, and he will be there. Okay, so I'm looking forward to next week to see how they build upon that and see if he's got to have a face-off. But you know it'll probably just be, end up being a pull-apart, basically. I like, I like Roman came, coming down and confronting Paulie as well. Yeah, the, the unfortunate part, I thought most of what he did on Monday was good. I just thought the last line of his part where he said, tell Brock to come here dressed for a fight. It didn't connect. The crowd didn't really react to it, I didn't feel like, and it kind of fell a little flat. And it's like you have to come up with something else for him to say other than it's going to be a fight because they go to that well every time with him. Well, And how else is he going to come dressed? I mean, he's going to come <laughs> no, in a suit. No, see, I did like that because Brock, Brock, never, Brock hasn't wrestled on Raw since he's been back, since 2011 or whatever he did mm-hmm. come back. So... But his thing was, what Roman's point was, and it's a kind of a detailed thing, like he wants Brock like in his ring gear ready to fight, fight him. That's all he wants. And that's how, that's how I interpreted it. I, I do agree with that's the, the meaning behind it. It just felt, it just I just felt feel flat like to the we, crowd. We've heard him say that line so many times that it doesn't carry a lot of weight when he says it. And the, the thing, the actual, the, the odd comparison I thought of because we know that, you know, Roman obviously get, has a lot of fans. If he didn't have a lot of fans, he wouldn't be in the position he's in. But we also know there's a lot of people that hate Roman. A lot of it for stupid reasons. But I think one of the things that happens is he gets blamed for WWE's mistakes that they make with him. And instead of taking it out on WWE, they take it out on him when a lot of it is not his fault. And it's sort of like... The first thing I thought of was it's kind of like protesting a war without protesting the troops. Because during the Vietnam War, it was people started protesting and took that out on the soldiers who were coming home from war, who just saw their friends die, who just went through the worst experience they'll ever go through in their life, and probably worse experiences than any of us will go through in our lives. And then there was a conscious effort made going forward, like we will never take this out on those guys again. And I just feel like, obviously, it's not nearly as serious, but I feel like that's what happens. He gets blamed for other people's mistakes. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate for him. But, yeah, that, that bothered me. But I do like him coming out, confronting him, and him showing how ready he is for this. Because three years ago, I'm convinced that that's what they really wanted to do, yeah. was have Roman conquer the beast. They decided not to do it. 
now they're finally going to get a chance to do it. And I think for the most part, they're hitting the right notes with him. Like I said, other than that last line where I was like, oh, you can't just keep saying I want to fight because we've heard it so much. Just getting the title back on TV would is a win. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We did see the title. Yeah. <laughs> which we don't see very often on TV. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is... I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready to see what happens between these two. Obviously, we have a few more weeks before... WrestleMania happens and yeah. we actually get it, but I'm looking forward to seeing them face off. I don't know what else really to say about it. <laughs> if anybody else has anything, you can add it or we can move on. Well, we know just expect to pull apart next week. Do you think they actually make contact with each other and then get pulled apart? Yeah. Or do you think the locker room the locker room will clear and they'll have a pull apart like always? Because what I was wondering is, is Kurt going to have the whole yeah. roster out around the ring again? No, he's going to have Eric Bischoff and the <laughs> coach and, and Brother Love out there like they did a Raw 25. Old school? Yeah. Well, yeah. That who? What was that pull apart for? Was it Brock and Braun? Yeah, it's for the Rumble. Whatever. I think was it. I don't know if Brock was there, but I know it was. Was Braun. it Brock, Braun, and Kane? Yeah, something like that. And then they, they had all the all the past guys yeah. out there. Yeah, Bischoff, Brother as if they're going to do anything. <laughs> Like, what brother love going to do? <laughs> yeah, he was never a wrestler. <laughs> no. And now he's like 100 years old. Yeah. He always stay as far away from confrontation as possible, whatever would have happened back in the past. Yeah, very ridiculous. Uh, Alo, I know you said you had some comments about this. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus <laughs> Stephanie McMahon and Triple H is now official. Can I, can I just say... Kurt Angle is the general manager of Raw, correct? <laughs> yes, sir. And he makes the matches. Mm-hmm. But Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are both his superiors. <laughs> and both of them can say, no, we're not doing this. They could fire him. They could just say, no, you have to make another match. But there's a contract. It's just... Ron, as, as I tell everybody, it's television. <laughs> I know, but it, it's just so stupid. It's a I know. Loose, it's television story. It, it's so dumb. I I don't need to see <laughs> Triple H and Stephanie getting in the middle of things again. I know it's not going to be. It's not long term them doing it. But I'm I was annoyed on Monday just watching the two of them in the ring. And I'm not even a guy that doesn't like Triple H and Stephanie. I just don't want to see this anymore. We've seen enough of it. Everything about this felt so staged. Well, didn't feel natural. Didn't feel organic. Yeah. Well, I'm noted for saying that I don't want Triple H on TV as an authority figure because it won't work because he's a legit wrestler. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Like him getting his comeuppance like that, it's not going to work. He's a legit wrestler. The reason it worked with Vince it was because he wasn't a wrestler. And when he did get one up on you, it meant something. Triple H is a wrestler. So it's, 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 a, it's a different feeling to it. And... I, I'm glad Kurt Angle finally got one up on Triple H and Stephanie because he's looked so stupid anytime they come around. <laughs> he has his head down like he's a like 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 he's their servant and stuff. But I'm finally glad that he kind of finally grew a set and and got one up on him. And like you said, the logic behind it is terrible, but it's television. You gotta just let it go. I thought it was very entertaining when the uh, <laughs> Triple H came down and Kurt's like, "Oh, so you are here?" Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I thought Ronda looked very shaky on the microphone. On hey, Turtle. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it looked like to me. 
She looked nervous. And again, don't put someone in that position who's not prepared for it. If you get her out there mad, I think she can pull that off. If you get her get her out there just talking in a regular segment the way you would have Bailey or Sasha or Becky Lynch, she's not at a she's point where short. she can do it. Nah. How long do you think it'll take to the fans to turn on her? Not long. I'll be I'll be surprised if she's getting cheered at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you think it'll be that fast or not. I don't think it'll be that fast. I think she'll make it through WrestleMania, but if they keep going in this course, they'll turn real quick after WrestleMania. Yeah, I think after WrestleMania, because like I said, if, I think last week too, beating up the boss will get you pops. It's when you face everybody else and what's next for you. Like it, who? Like let's say they throw her in there with Nia Jax or throw her in there with um, Sasha Banks. You're not. They're not gonna. They're not gonna cheer her. They'll turn. They'll turn on her quickly, especially if she has to talk and stuff. They'll quickly turn on her. To me, this works if it's at WrestleMania 32, like they wanted to do. Yeah. That whole story had three years to kind of die off, and nobody really thought it was a big deal anymore, other than them. And, I mean, yeah, she may get get cheered at WrestleMania for the sole reason that she is going in there against Stephanie. Yeah, she's going to tap Stephanie. And still new enough. Yeah, I I don't think people are going to have a lot of patience for it, though. No. No. Not, a, not after this. Not after WrestleMania. Yeah, because she's going to get through WrestleMania. Yeah, because yeah. she's going to tap Stephanie out, and then after that, it's like, where do you go from there? Like, if, if Stephanie going to be that that villain, like they kept saying that she's going to be that Vince character to Ronda Stone Cold, and where do you go from there? It's all about how she's booked, but we live in a different world now where people they spread their opinion quicker than any, quicker than what they did twenty years ago in the Attitude Era in that Austin time, and. You have to be careful with how you book her after, book her after Manny. Don't have her out there talking a bunch of stuff, cause, oh, talking a lot, because you know that's not her forte. Right. They can kind of build her up like Braun. Put her in some squash matches, kind of get her some, some work. Yeah, what did you think of her Samoan drop? <sighs> I didn't like the drop. <laughs> Me neither. It looked rough. It, it Yeah, it was really... The whole movement of it seemed very stiff. Now, if she did it in one full motion, it may have looked better, but she kind of like ha- made it like a point, like, I have Stephanie on my shoulders, and she just dropped back. Got her up pretty easy, though. There was a hitch in it, like Markel Fultz's jump shot. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> He's cleaning it up, right? A broken yeah. Simone drop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's it, cleaning it up. Yeah, I, I did not think it looked good. We're not going to talk about Markel Fultz's jump shot. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to talk no. about it. I'd prefer the, not. That's, that's, all, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah. Just for that. <laughs> I... I do think the other thing she will have in her favor... I don't know if this is in her favor or not. They've already said she's going to be on every Raw up until WrestleMania. That gives people a lot more time to decide, like, I don't like this. So I don't know if it's good that people will give her the benefit of the doubt because they'll be like, oh, Brock isn't here, but she is. Or if it'll it'll get to the point where people get tired of it yeah. by the time WrestleMania And then if she's going to be on every Raw leading up to, leading up to WrestleMania... What she's gonna face off with Stephanie four weeks in Every four time. weeks in a row, or you're gonna have a short, short, short face backstage, but or have her on a dark segment or whatever. But what do you have her do? She and she's and she, if she's not wrestling. Do you think this is an advantage to her to have her on there every week, or you think it's a disadvantage to her? I can't give you a clear answer because depends what they do with her. Because like like I, I said, like I said, she's not gonna wrestle until WrestleMania. So. If she was wrestling, maybe. But then again, you don't want the fans to see her wrestle for WrestleMania because the internet 
they're they're quick, and the internet is undefeated. So whatever she messes <laughs> up, they're gonna they're gonna blast her, and it's gonna get all all over the internet. And then the next week on Raw, she'll probably get booted. I did whatever. beat the internet once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't have time. a record of it, but I did. The internet, the internet is undefeated. I will you, always say that. <laughs> Joseph, do you think that we will see Stephanie get one up on Ronda between now and WrestleMania? I think Stephanie will do something of the of of that nature to kind of get one up on um, Ronda Rousey. I don't think she'll straight out. Maybe she'll send someone to jump or something of that nature. But yeah, I think she'll get something. Yeah, unless that, like Joey said, if Stephanie has like some henchmen, like I also mentioned last week, to actually build heat on Stephanie, because Stephanie has to get garner her heat back. She needs her Ken Shamrock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or her big boss man. Yeah. <laughs> but Nia Jax is backstage crying. We'll get to that in a yeah. minute. What, what are you going? What are you going to do? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, 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 how are you going get your heat back? Yeah, I don't know. We obviously will see what they try to do in the next few weeks. But it's they'll have to do something like that. They'll do something to keep it fresh. Um, it's not going to be just them in the ring like like we got this week every week. It can't I don't know. I, I have no clue. That would get tired real quick. <laughs> jo- jo- this is WWE, Joe. Yeah, I know, that doesn't I know. mean it will get tired real quick. But that does not mean that's yeah, not because because right now they're just work. They're just using her name as the the advantage. Do you think we'll get some kind of parking garage segment or? Yeah. Outdoor segment. You have to. You, you have to. You have to get we'll creative. Get like you, have, you have to get creative with her. You really do because you. Like I said, if she's gonna be on roll for the four week lead up to WrestleMania, you gotta get creative. You can't just have her in the ring with Stephanie Maybe. and then and then they doing that whole invisible wall crap. We might get yeah. some uh, Shane McMahon style training vignettes. <laughs> uh, oh. That'd be. There's nothing like Vince chasing that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> even even Rusev training Lana on Mixed Match Challenge has been awesome. <laughs> uh, Intercontinental Championship. Miz has been very upset that he doesn't have a match yet for WrestleMania. We got the third annual Mizzy Awards. The best award show <laughs> in, the, in the world. Second best award show in the world. Oh, the, oh yeah, of course. The Maddies, the Maddies are number, are number one. one. <laughs> um, although we've only done two. He's got one year ahead of us. <laughs> Uh, he's 55 days from being the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in history. His two awards that he announced, one was the best superstar at patting himself on the back. It was either Seth Rollins for lasting 65 minutes in a gauntlet match but still losing, or Finn Balor for lasting one day as Universal Champion and never doing anything else again. <laughs> they both won the award but were not invited to attend the Mizzy. No, how, no, but how, how great was Kurt Angle's montage? Great. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was the other one. It was the worst decision by a general manager. And, and yeah, it was bringing Jordan to Raw. It was bringing, putting Seth and Finn in the Elimination Chamber match and then not giving The Miz a WrestleMania opponent. <laughs> Kurt Angle could not accept the award because he was too busy sucking up to Ronda Rousey in the back. <laughs> I did think this was a fun segment. He was about to give himself a Lifetime Achievement <laughs> Award before he was interrupted by... Seth and Finn, and I thought his roast on Finn was it was excellent. Was great. <laughs> I mean, he kind of he just gave Seth you make losing look better than anybody else does, which fine. But him telling Seth, especially because one, it played into a off the show topic. There was the whole rumor of Vince saying he's not over. Finn isn't over enough yeah. to have a match with Brock Lesnar, and then Finn kind of ran with it, mm-hmm. throwing the word over into all of his tweets. Him saying, you know, you're not over when all you do is some like somebody else's hand sign. You do a hand sign, that's not even yours. <laughs> so great. And I was like, wow, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy that he called that out. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought it was a great line. 
Um, I know Laugh would love that because at Xfinity Live before the Rumble, some guy tried to too sweet all of us, and Laugh went, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> to a guy he had never spoken to before. I don't no, do that. I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. I can't justify. <laughs> was it six five? It no. It was uh, some guy. Oh really? <laughs> some random guy. Actually, I think it was the guy that was dancing with you and Ronald, like the new day. <laughs> I don't really? know if you remember that guy. Or and not. he shut him down. I I think I do. Um, yeah, and laugh is like I don't I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was the only one to see it. It was it was, it was a highlight for sure. Um, so. We end up with Seth and Finn taking out the Miztourage in a handicap match. Seth stealing the pin from Finn Balor. They had a little bit of tension throughout the whole match. And then Kurt Angle makes that a triple threat match. Finn versus Seth versus The Miz at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship. Can we keep it that way? I don't think... Can it any, just stay there? Can I don't know if anyone else so. is going to get I'm added to it. it. Although I do still feel like Braun and Elias end up in there. So that's a hell of a match. I'll take that three way. <laughs> I would love that three way. Yeah, it could be a great because we saw it last year. It was really good. Yeah, it'll be a great triple threat match. It'll be a, a great WrestleMania match. It'll be a great match for the Intercontinental Championship. Okay, so the two of you, do you think that this is the the final Intercontinental Championship match for WrestleMania? In your gut. Yes or no? Well, there's a report going around that they're keeping Braun, Braun's like direction like secret because that whole drug dealer thing came out and like he made like a video like I know Roman was in the picture, I know Brock was in the picture, I know Cena was in like this little video clip that um he said he was gonna expose everybody. Right. So there was a report saying they're keeping like Braun like in their back pocket to see if they just gonna have to change something, but. I wouldn't be shocked because like they have to throw everybody in the car. I don't know if they'll do Braun versus Elias one on one. I don't know if the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is going to be a thing this year. So I heard that they might do it, but they'll do a women's version of it. But yeah, I can't see that. The ninth <laughs> one of the World Battle Royal. Yeah, we invented we invented that. We did. <laughs> I heard it's the thing. <laughs> but um, I have I have I I wouldn't put it past them. Joseph, what's your thought? Is that the final match? I know you want it to be. Does your gut tell you, does your gut instinct tell you that will be the match on My Sunday, gut tells April 8th? Me meatballs. <laughs> okay. And right, right over here on the side of the gut. Yeah, it says it says that's going to be the final so match. So you think that's it? Yeah, it's my instinct. I would like to see that be it. I think that's all they need. They don't need to fill up the ring with anybody no. else. It would be too muddled. And again, we got to stop just throwing everybody in one match. Right. I, I agree completely. Sloppy. Uh... Before we get into the uh, women's segment of the show, February we had our best month uh, performance-wise on the show. So right now, I am going to offer, if you send me an email at pasc1979 at gmail.com, if you tweet the show... If you leave us an iTunes review and you could send us either on Twitter or email me or on Instagram a screenshot of you leaving us a new iTunes review, we will give away a $100 Amazon gift card. We will collect whatever names come in over the next week, and then we will announce who wins the gift card on the show next week. 
So, Am I eligible? Huh? Am I eligible? Nobody in the Matt Madness family is eligible, unfortunately. Um, because then we couldn't be trusted, I don't think. <laughs> outside the family? It's only outside the family, correct. No uh, immediate family members of the Matt Madness family either. No first ladies. No first ladies, unfortunately. <laughs> so, like I said, PASC1979 at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. What is our Twitter handle? At Matt Madness Pod, right? Yeah. Or Matt Madness Podcast on Instagram. Okay, so any one of those three things will do. Uh, so the women's division, we got Asuka versus Nia Jax. With Alexa being interviewed during the match and watching from backstage. I didn't think the match as a whole was good. I felt like they had no chemistry. It felt felt slow at times. Felt really off for a lot of it, but I loved the finish. I to did too. It. Just Asuka hanging on for dear life. What it reminded me of, and I know you've seen The Princess Bride, Joseph. Of course. Have you ever seen The Princess Bride? Or Which no? one is that? It's the movie with Andre the Giant in it from the oh, 80s. No. Okay. It reminded me of the fight between Wesley and Andre the Giant's character. Yeah. Where he gets a chokehold on him and just... What are you doing? Yeah, he's just holding on to him until he can choke him out for what seems like 10 minutes. So I love the ending, the scrappiness of Asuka, how hard Nia fought to get out of it. I don't think she looked bad at all losing this match the way she did. I think they did did. a job of keeping Nia strong and losing. Yeah. And we got the... Shot of Alexa being very upset that Asuka managed to win again. And then the slow exit for Nia Jax, which, to me, this means for sure she's going to be Alexa Bliss's opponent yep. at WrestleMania. Then it follows up with the segment in the training room with Nia nursing her arm and Alexa giving her... insulting her in the nicest way possible <laughs> for about four minutes. Leading to legitimate tears from Nia Jax. I was surprised to see that. Alo, I know you made mention of it probably about 10 or 15 minutes ago. My thought is they're trying to get sympathy for her. Do either one of you think that worked? Joseph, I guess you could answer first. Do you think it worked? Yeah, do you think it worked on making the fans sympathetic towards Nia Jax? No. No, I mean, I think it's just opposing to her character and... I mean, it's not going to play well. So you don't think it helped? No. Well, we kind of... we Last year on Road to WrestleMania Throwback, we did, we did WrestleMania 28, and we talk, and some a little bit similar was Cody and Big Show. And Cody would kind of, like, show, like, a bunch of the Big Show's follies and his failures. Yeah. So this is kind of mirroring that to an extent. And they, they they are trying to garner sympathy for Nia Jax at this point because she has lost Oscar a few times in a row, and now Mick, Alexa has Mickey on her side now. So, in a way, she doesn't really need Nia, or maybe she's still trying to like keep Nia on her side or whatever. Side piece. <laughs> <laughs> but but all 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 fingers are pointing to like Nia Jax finally like getting one up on Alexa Bliss because she's kind of like throwing. Throwing her down for the last couple of weeks. Is she going to be a Braun Strowman esque white meat baby face? <laughs> she won't. She might not save the show, <laughs> but I think that's what they're look, looking forward to. And I think this may actually get a pre-show slot. Hmm, that'd be a shame for Alexa to get put on the pre-show yeah, because she has had done. an incredible year. Yeah, it's like a kick in the face. And it, that that'll be in the last calendar year, just one month that she didn't have the title. Right? Yeah. You mentioned that a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Yeah, I, I would hate to see her get put on the pre-show. But I do think it'll be a good match. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. 
and I think we this is a match we will actually get an entertaining build towards. Yeah. Because now you have Naya the monster, and then you have Alexa who's just the manipulator. And so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so great. And I, I think like I think Alexa will like hit on like a lot of Nia's insecurities about herself. So, so like I said, some, some similar to the Cody Big Show mm-hmm. thing to an extent. But I, d- I do think that'll happen. I think that'll be, like turn to turn into some some entertaining segments on Raw in the next three to four weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. We had Bailey beating Mandy Rose, Absolution attacking her after the match, and Sasha making the save. Ba- who's more skeptical of Sasha Banks, Bailey or Corey Graves? <laughs> Probably Corey Graves. <laughs> oh, oh, Corey Graves. I know we all have talked for almost two years about getting a Sasha Banks heel turn, which we've never gotten, and I've always been skeptical at this point that we'll ever get it. Um, as much as we'd all love that, for Sasha to turn heel and be the legit boss character again, I think it would be great if Bailey was the one to Cheers. turn, only because of how much Corey Graves would cheerlead Bailey <laughs> for turning. Because you know he would love her I know. so much if she turned. And we will have come a long way from when we were thinking, oh my God, are they going to tell this story that Bailey's never kissed a guy before? <laughs> and it's going to be that she has a crush on Corey Graves. Do you remember that? I remember that. That was, I'm glad that didn't happen, but I would just love to see Corey Graves applauding Bailey for her heel turn. <laughs> I, that alone about makes time that she's worth not it. giving hugs. Because it's kind of clear what they're going to do here. Is it? Yeah, because... Break it down. <laughs> My good brother. Did you know right into that? Anyway. <laughs> um, with the whole hug thing after that match, so basically I think Sasha's going to face either Mandy Rose or Sonya Deville next week. And the match is going to end in similar fashion, and ba- Bailey's going to make the save. And since Sasha went for a hug... Bailey's gonna go for a hug, <laughs> but instead of just a hug, she's gonna get Bailey to belly. She's gonna be- Bailey to belly Sasha, and I think I think this Bailey heel turn may be like the heel turn that I never knew I needed. Yeah, the crowd will go nuts for that if she does it, and they haven't done anything with her. They yeah, she's been stale for a really long time. Yeah, and I think it'll breathe at least some life into that. Yeah, because like I said also said a few weeks ago that. They always push Sasha on every exp- any expose her to anything they can, and she's always like in the forefront for them with anything. Bailey, you don't you hardly see her, and they fail they failed with her all last year at the especially after WrestleMania when she dropped the title to Alexa, and then remember she got hurt at SummerSlam, so we don't know what that was supposed to be because she was supposed, originally supposed to face Alexa instead mm-hmm. of Sasha. So we don't know where they're going, what like her plans were supposed to be, but they have not done a good job with Bailey at all, just like we thought they would when she did come up. Right. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see it. Do, do either one of you think Bailey is capable of cutting a heel promo? Yes. Definitely. You think so? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not something you're familiar with. It's not something that's going to feel comfortable, but it's definitely in her warehouse. I, I for one... I'm really not sure if she can. I think she can. Too many times I've seen her out there talking, and you can tell she's either thinking about what she's supposed to say or she's getting nervous about the next thing she's going to say. Well, I would love it if she could, and I hope that she can. Well, to what you just said about the thinking about what you have to say thing, it'll work if she's healed because she's like thinking of, like, you guys did this to me. Sasha did this to me. Like, so it kind of, kind of comes off like, I remember this time that she did this to me. So I think that'll come off more natural for her, even the way she does stuff. Like, 
come on, God. Like, she nods her head from side to side. I think it'll come off more natural, her cutting a heel promo, than would it, would it be her cutting a face promo. It'd be hard for her not to hug, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, she no needs, more she, hugs. She has to lose the side pony. <laughs> you think so? Yes. Yeah, you can't, have, you can't have a heel with a side pony. She'd come out with, like, curly hair. That's side pony, that's side pony 101. You can't have it. But, 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 we, we, but we, we cannot tell Teen about this. No. <laughs> yeah. Joseph, I know you've never met Eric's daughter, Valentina. She is a huge Bailey fan. Uh, and she, I don't think she would, <laughs> I don't think she'd be too happy. She to wouldn't see be one it. for the heel turn. No, I don't think she'd like it. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but that's that's a good point. Yeah, when the first thing I thought, I, was like, I thought about Tina. I was like, dang. So she won't be able to see any shows post. Yeah. This week. Yeah, yeah. Tina will be Tina will be drinking the juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Does this mean little girls are now going to be like little jerks? <laughs> yeah. Haley turns into a heel. Is that what they're going to learn? They're going to have to follow. Or do they turn on her? Who? Do they turn on Bailey? I think, I think you're going to already mix of jerks and <laughs> turning on Bailey. Yeah, so it's a toss-up, yeah, really. Uh, tag team division on Raw. We got the bar over the revival. Not much here. Ayla, I know you said you wanted to talk about somebody getting the short end of the stick. I, you said it when I was talking mm-hmm. about tag teams, I think. Is this what you were talking yeah. about? Okay. I think they're going to get the short end of the stick as well. I think they might be pre-show or not even on the card. I'm probably saying not on the card. Because they disposed of the revival like it was nothing. And who else you got left? There was a report go- that came out yesterday that said the team they're going to face is not an actual team. So it might just be two thrown together guys or whatever. But if they don't do that, I don't think they're going to even be on the card. Hmm. It might be pre-show if they do that, something like that, throw a team together, mm-hmm. just do pre-show. Do you have any idea what the... The non-tag team team I have no, be? I have no clue. Because everybody's kind of tied up doing something. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I have no I have no, no clue. Uh, but, yeah, the I, when I looked at my notes for tag, I was like, there's nothing for tag teams. Yeah. It's kind of that way on both shows. Yeah. Do you still think there's a chance, I don't remember who mentioned it on the show, that we, it might have been prep, that we get the, the Usos versus the bar? No. No chance. I don't think so, no. No chance in hell. Because <laughs> I would have preferred that for anything that they're going to do. Uh, but yeah, I'd, why is the Revival getting thrown out there just to do that? It just doesn't... No, I think they've kind of given up on the Revival. I hope they haven't, because yeah. there's there's I, a lot of miles I, I, still I hope they haven't either, them. but I mean, like... I don't know, since they've been in and out of, with injury problems, that... I mean, it seemed like they were pushing him at first. Now they're just going out there and getting beat. Do you think maybe they did give up on him because they keep getting hurt? Well, the funny thing was, it was they they alternated who got hurt every yeah. time. Yeah, it wasn't the same guy, which I thought was very interesting. <laughs> but I don't know because, like I said, they dispose of the, the revival. It's it's like okay, well, that was the only team that had like a legitimate gripe. We didn't see we didn't see the club on Raw either. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah, nothing you can do. Uh, we had Elias versus Braun. <laughs> In a Symphony of Destruction match, also a Falls Count Anywhere Symphony of Destruction match. I forgot it was an actual match. Yeah. yeah. Easy to forget. They, first of all, was Elias a better piano player or a better drummer? <laughs> and did anyone suspect he could play the piano? No, I did not. <laughs> did not either. Yeah, I, I uh, was surprised, pleasant surprised by that. Enjoyed the creativity of saying he wants a proper entrance and then bailing as soon as the lights go out. 
And then we got another Braun stunt as he goes to pull his car out. Braun has it lifted up off the ground so he can't get away. They end up back in the arena. Braun just absolutely massacres him. Sits down at the piano, pounds the keys, <laughs> kicks the legs off, and slams it on Elias for the win. Another freak show performance from Braun Strowman. I enjoyed it. Did you guys feel the same? It was fun. Yeah, it's. I mean, you always got to enjoy when they have these uh, freak show expositions on um, <laughs> with Braun Strowman lifting the car and it's entertaining to see him kind of bang at the piano. And again, they made Elias very enjoyable too. I mean, with his skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elias is great. He has a particular set of skills. He, 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 he does. He, he really, <laughs> makes, he really makes me want to boycott WWE shop and actually will make me end my boycott of WWE shop and buy that walk with Elias. <laughs> shirt. He's got everyone uh, eating out of the palm of his hand with that too. With that WWE. Uh-huh. That yeah. shirt is great. It is. It is great. Even I, even <clears throat> KO Mania three. That shirt is great too. It's just funny because he was so reviled in NXT. You know, myself included. And I, it was disappointing because I brought this up numerous times, how good his match was with Apollo Crews when we saw the NXT live event here. And he did El Vagabundo on TakeOver Orlando, <laughs> which I don't even know if it ended up on TV. It was a NXT it was, TV okay, match, sure. yeah. And um, then he was gone from NXT immediately and just on Raw, literally just showing up in the background all the time. Who knew... That his star would rise so high, so fast. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I guess you're right, <laughs> as we usually do. Because um, we loved El Vagamundo. Mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. Even when he was backstage, like just playing the one note on his guitar, we thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we never didn't like him from that point on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I like what they're doing with Braun. I appreciate what they're doing with Elias. I still think there's a good chance they end up in the Intercontinental title match. Don't do it. Because uh, Braun is definitely going to be on the main card. Hopefully. And Elias is definitely going to be on the main card, too, because they've really invested a lot of time in him at this point. Uh, the last couple things I have, Hillbilly Jim in the Hall of Fame, the no thanks kind of how I feel about it. Um, I have no allegiance to Doesn't swing to me one Jim. way or the other. I mean, Hillbilly Jim was fun for his time, but it's not something I would think about now. Yeah, I was not a big hillbilly gym guy, as I assume you guys would know about me based Come on. Come on, I saw you. I saw you rocking your overalls back in the day. <laughs> you had overalls, and you just nothing but overalls and a straw hat. A straw hat. I've definitely never worn a straw hat. Uh, you say that. You know, drunkenly, I might have put a straw hat on a time or two. Uh, we have what's being billed as the greatest Royal Rumble, a fifty-man Royal Rumble that's going to take place in Saudi Arabia. Uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, I think what Laugh may do, we're going to start compiling our brackets for the March Madness Field of 64. And I think Laugh is going to take everyone who received a vote who didn't make it into the bracket. Do you remember the Royal Rumble game we played last year Mm -hmm. with us announcing the entrance? He's going to make a 50-man Royal Rumble for us to do on the show similar to that game. (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. Uh... Um, are you assuming they're going to air this thing on the network? I don't think so. I kind of feel like they have to. Yeah, I feel like they have to do something. You can't just put it out in Saudi Arabia and hope for the best. I wonder how Eck feels about this. I'm looking forward to getting his thoughts because he's the uh, the biggest fan of a, a Battle Royal slash Rumble Royal. That, Rumble Royal. Rumble Royal. Battle Royal that I know. Sounds like a burger. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and we are getting the ultimate deletion at the Hardy compound. <laughs> are we expecting this to be good or are we expecting this to be bad? I can't wait. I'm expecting it to be super sci-fi, cheesy, good. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've hated this for a while now. It's been going on too long, but there's one one between the two. And... I'm really looking forward to like even the I think that whole montage of the Hardy compound was the same one from Impact. It looked mm-hmm. real familiar to me. Vanguard one flying around. I thought it was funny just seeing Vanguard one again. And I think Jeff will be back. Well, I, th- I think that's actually where they live. Yeah, that is where they live. So I do believe it is. It's going to be all the same. Yeah. What do you say? It just looked like um. No, I'm saying footage. I thought the video was the same oh, video yeah, they the, used the same for thing Impact back then. Yeah, because that video looks familiar. Similar. Yeah, I think we're going to get... I think it's going to look very similar to what they did on TNA. I don't know if they're going to be able to improve upon it. They definitely could, I mean, with the production value, improve upon it. (laughs) Yeah, I just... It's unfortunate because, obviously, the story between Matt and Jeff was meaningful. Yeah. And just nobody cares about Matt and Bray. Yeah, but the crowd did pop for the um, being at the Hardy compound. Yeah, we'll see if this breathes new life into yeah. Woken Matt Hardy. Yeah, I think Jeff will be back, so that'll add some more fuel to Matt Hardy, too. It will. I- I'm also looking forward to it. I think it's, it'll be fun to at least have something different on the show. Uh, listener questions? Oh, did you catch Mick- the highlights of Mixed Match Challenge? I did not this uh, week, Did no. you see it, Joey? No, sir. So you didn't it was Braun and Alexa against um, Jimmy and Naomi. So you didn't see the part where Naomi knocked Alexa off the top rope and Braun caught her. No, and she like looked at, looked at him like, oh my god, like she like, <laughs> like she was terrified and she got like turned on. And then Braun put her on the apron and Naomi kicked her off the apron and like she fell on top of him, of Braun. <laughs> so she was like mounted on. So top I of saw that picture. Okay, and she, and Braun was like, oh. oh. <laughs> he started smiling after that. Like, oh my god, this is fantastic! How do you think uh, Preptagon Junior feels about it? I, I don't care what he thinks about it. That was excellent. I it doesn't it. matter how he. Feels I don't about care it. what Prep thinks about it. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind Braun being silly off air. Yeah. Although now he's being silly on air, and it's. I mean, he's funny. Yeah, but the thing, my thing is, it's entertaining. Mixed mm-hmm. match challenge shows WWE could be fun. It does show that. It, it, it is possible. Because Kenny Omega made a comment and said, I don't want to go to WWE anytime soon because I want to be a robot. And Mixed Match Challenge is a pure example of freedom yeah. that they actually have. Right. All right. We have a question from the Godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. Okay. Thank you for the question. I heard that Triple H, Stephanie, Ronda, and Engel are going on last. My question is, how do you think the talent feels about this? Second, with Cody's recent success, I believe that his friends will not be far behind. So, as far as a report of them going on last, I treat all of these reports as nothing more than it could happen or it couldn't happen. <laughs> but we'll, we're operating in if it does happen, and I would assume most of the talent would probably be pretty upset, and they'd have every right to be. Um... We t- a lot gets made of people who aren't there all the time getting put in the more prominent positions than the people that are working hard all year. And this would obviously be a pretty egregious case of that. Not to mention, I really don't have a desire to watch Kurt Angle wrestle anymore. I really don't have a desire to watch Triple H wrestle anymore. I absolutely have no desire to see Stephanie wrestle ever. And Ronda, we don't even know what she's going to be like in the ring. So I'd assume the talent would be probably pretty pissed. And honestly, 
I mentioned on the show sometime in the last couple weeks that you don't need a huge audience anymore. And almost everything has a niche audience now. And a niche audience works. So I think a lot of this talent is realizing we don't need the WWE platform to be successful. We can be successful on our own because there are so many other outlets. They may not be as big, they're not the big stage, but there's a lot of other opportunity out there. And I think absolutely over the next two or three years, we'll definitely see people follow in those footsteps. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to predict who they're going to be this quick. We don't know, but I, I for sure think a lot of the talent that they have now could be more successful elsewhere. So, Joseph, what do you think? How will the talent feel about that main eventing the show? Well, I, I do, again, I'm the same, but with you, I don't think it will ultimately main event the show, but working under the confines that it does... I think you definitely have some talent um, frustrated and upset about it. I don't think it's going to cause a mass exodus. Um, again, maybe down the road you'll see some stars that are underutilized move to other platforms. Sure, I mean, it's going to happen. I think right now, I mean, WWE has too much talent that they're definitely underutilizing, so it's going to be inevitable, but I don't think it's this is ultimately what forces their hand. Right. I just think not being used the correct way. But you do think we're going to start seeing people leave and try in their hand, or you don't think that? I think you definitely will. I mean, like I said, there's too much right now. Is there anyone you'd like to see? Any, like, one person specifically you'd like to see go out on their own? No, not I can think of. I mean, because my main wrestling platform is WWE. So you're not going to so. follow anybody once they leave there? You're not I, following anybody out of WWE? I can't say I won't, It's but hard to follow. I don't. It is. Because uh, they're they're on all these different shows all over the place with no real set schedule, it is tough unless you you have to be really dedicated to it. Um, Ayla, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think they'll be. I think that <clears throat> I think the talent will be like disappointed. Like they could live with Triple H and Stephanie being the main event, but I think the more more of it'll be like heat heat on Ronda towards for for the women because it's like okay, you've been here for how long and you're on your main event in WrestleMania. You've been here for a month, for two months, really. Like, I, I think that'll be that'll all the heat will garner to Ronda and not not them. Mm-hmm. And as far as Co- the whole Cody thing, <clears throat> I like I believe that there'll be plenty of people to follow, and people will probably stare away from WWE because WWE is is like everybody's dream because WWE is, is what they grew up watching, and WrestleMania is like the biggest spectac- spectacle in the world. It's I, it's the Super Bowl in WWE, in WrestleMania. That's it. Those are the two biggest events in the world, and maybe the maybe um the Olympics, but yeah, that's it. So now, well, I'll, come, I'll talk about Emma for ex- Tanil, for example. She, well, has she been? Ha, is she wrestling in gyms and quote unquote bingo halls? Yeah, but what? What? How much is she getting paid? Because a lot of people's end game isn't always the audience that they're performing in front of. When you have a following, you always have a following. But if her bottom line is just about do- dollars and not about the audience that she's drawing, and for example, she I know, I know she gets a, per- a high percentage uh, percentage of her merchandise and her autograph signings. Those also at- go into her pocket in WWE. And the prep said a few weeks ago that a lot of people don't even get their merch money. Even I don't even think Emma Tanelli even had a shirt in WWE. So if your bottom line is about dollars, you can get that 
on the independence, especially if you build a following. She's a woman, so she had a a, a following from from her modeling and with her thing of starting the quote unquote starting the women's revolution and people saying that she's underrated, like social social right. media being what it is. All that constant feedback you get and all those all those mentions you get saying you need this, you need that, you deserve this, you deserve that. You go underrated and you become more appreciated when you do go into independence. Even like Simon Gotch, same thing. He was un, under underappreciated. He came on the show, talked about it. Real insightful guy. He's now a Ring of Honor and he's getting booking now. Now, if your bottom line is all about dollars and making creating your own schedule, for example, the Bucks they work a hectic schedule. And stuff like, but they, they do the gym, they, they do the gym, they do the bingo holes, but they also do the domes, they also do the arenas. Right. So if your bottom line is about dollars, and you don't care, really care about ha- being in front of 50,000 50, people to a hundred thousand people on a weekly basis, then they'll be they'll be leaving WWE soon. Right. Uh. So, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, <laughs> are you ready for Stump Alo? Yes. A question provided every week from the godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty, to test the uncanny knowledge of Mr. Aaron Lloyd on basically his wheelhouse in WWE, which what years did we decide it was? 99 to present. Okay. So at WrestleMania 19... Oh, this is easy. (laughs) Booker T put over a young superstar. Who was this young super... Who was this young superstar that needed to win? WrestleMania 19, it says. And for extra credit, please discuss the controversial build to the match. Wait, so Booker T put over a young superstar. <laughs> Try to <draw> away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer. I didn't realize the answer wasn't written on the question, so I'm about to look now. I'm assuming well, you we, would know what Booker T's match was. Uh, yeah, but he, that was the world title match against Triple H, and then B- Triple H made some pretty racial comments about Booker T being in jail and getting arrested and incarcerated in Houston growing growing up. He was not of his stature. Yeah. Yeah. So Triple H was the young superstar that Booker T put over. Yeah. And this is one of the things that uh, you discredit Triple H for, correct? What? Not putting Booker T over. Yeah. See... see. Spoiler alert, when we do review this certain show, I already have my argument and points made. I always said, I'll give you Booker T, I'll give you Punk. Punk, I'll give you with no debate. Booker, I'll give you Booker T. But at the same time, I'll also always state, Vince never put Booker T over any of his top guys. And I've done my research, and I can go on top of my head right now, that that Vince never put Booker over um, any of his top guys. How many throwbacks have we? We did a few throwbacks. He didn't put him over the Undertaker. He didn't even put him over, over Batista. He didn't, he didn't put Booker T over any of, of his his top guys. Right. Um. So you're now what two for three on Stump Alo? Yes. The first one was a five out. You had to get five out of seven. I think you got four. But then you name the whole rest of the card anyway. <laughs> I feel like we should we should have you at two and a half out of three. We'll, we'll put it that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you punk. Actually, the the question was you'll get extra credit if you discuss the controversial build, which you did. So I think we can now say you're three <laughs> out of three. Um, so that that's it. Uh, the controversial build. LeBron <laughs> invite. Um, 
LeBron, the rumors are swirling <laughs> that you will join us in the city of Philadelphia for the 2018-19 season. Or Houston. Or I, Cleveland. Or stay in Cleveland. Or LA. Stay in Philadelphia. Or LA. <laughs> I, uh, I will not... I will not deny that I think we have started the LeBron to Philadelphia <laughs> movement. I've been inviting him on this show since I believe the summer of 2016. <laughs> I believe that we have really created a lot of buzz in this city for LeBron. I think we've made this city, granted, having Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons make it an attractive destination, but I think we really set the stage for LeBron to bring his talents to Philadelphia and the Matt Madness Network. Um, so LeBron, you probably want to get a little taste of the city at some point before you decide to make it your home. So what better way to do that than to come in here and talk a little wrestling? Uh, we'll take you out for a vegan cheesesteak if you want. I know you don't. I'm pretty sure he's still a vegan. Um, so, yeah, the, the door is open. The throne is waiting. Alo, And you will get a $100 gift card. <laughs> yeah, maybe. LeBron is eligible <laughs> for the $100 Amazon gift card giveaway. All right, so Ron just made a statement about get to know the city of Philadelphia soon. <laughs> the playoffs are around the corner, and LeBron, I got to get together, man, because I think I, I think today, if the playoffs start today, you're the third seed, I think you will play Philly. You don't want to see Philly in the first round. <laughs> I don't think Philly will win, but they'll give you a run for your money because I watched the game last week against when they when the Cavs and the Sixers play, you don't want any of JoJo in the first round because he destroyed Larry Nance Jr. and you you guys have no answers for jo- for Joel and B. I'm glad like I'm glad the big man is being back being back inserted in the, into the NBA, but also Larry Nance is responsible for that whole forty point game in LA because that's who was guarding him mm-hmm. in that forty something point game he had. In November against the Lakers, but you got you do not want to see the Sixers in the first round. I feel confident they'll win, but it'll be a run for your money because wear you down a lot for the next round. Yeah, because yeah. like they added um, Bellinelli, they added um, Ilya Sova. They got some JJ Redick. They have some veterans on that team now. The only Achilles he I'll give them is Ben Simmons free throw shooting. Other than that. I think the Sixers will give you a run for your money, and you do not want to see them in the first round. And you guys have to get it together because you do not want to see them at all. So, I'm pretty sure LeBron teams have won 20-something games in a row in the first round of the playoffs. I don't think he's lost a first-round playoff game in like five or six years, maybe more. So, you're saying that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons will hand the King his first loss in the first a round loss. of the playoffs. Yeah, because I think if they play in the first round, I think Cle- I think Philly may get a game or two. They're definitely not sweeping the Sixers here. No. That will not happen. No. Uh, the Sixers have not lost at home in 2018. Their only home loss was the game in London. Really? Every game they played at the Wells Fargo Center, they've won. Yeah, because even that game in Cleveland, like Ben Simmons, he showed a lot of poise. And like when the game slowed down, they got the ball to Embiid because Ben Cleveland was coming back. I think they were down by one. They gave the yeah. ball right to back to Joel Embiid, and he went to work on Larry Nance. They have no answer for Joel Embiid in Cleveland. No. I think the only answer for Joel Embiid is I think he's gassed. And I think they need to give him some rest here at the end of the season. I was talking to Joey about this before. He played one season of varsity basketball in high school. He played 28 games at Kansas. He missed two years, played 31 games last year, and tonight in a loss to the Miami Heat in Miami was his 53rd game. He's 
his body is not used to playing this long. He's never done it before. And I think they, if they want to make some noise in the playoffs, they got to get him into the postseason fresh and healthy. And they, they can afford it. A lot of the city is, they're watching the Sixers like it's the Eagles. They're freaking out when they're losing in the first quarter. Or they're freaking out when they're losing at halftime. Or if they lose a game, they're freaking out. It's not 16 games. It's not one game every week. They, they are now 35 and 29. If you told any one of us before the season they'll have 35 wins before the NCAA tournament starts, that's what wins. Everyone they would have been two years yes, Everyone would have been excited. They are, I believe, six and a half games ahead of Detroit. Detroit has 17 games left. So if Detroit finishes their season 17 and 0. The Sixers have to go 11-7 and seven to make the playoffs. Detroit has lost 10 of 12 and 18 of 25. They're not winning 17 in a row. At best, they'll finish 9-8. and eight. The Sixers are in the playoffs. Stop freaking out. Calm down. It's all about jockeying for position. Yeah, and they could go up to three because they're not that far behind. I think Cleveland has two and, a half, two and a half or three games up on them. Yeah, I think it's probably three now with the Sixers losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't expect them to get the three. I don't expect them to get the four. Everybody wants that. Well, it's, well, it's not that much of a, a difference between the spread. No, they're two and a half. They're three behind Cleveland, two and a half behind Indiana and Washington, and now they are a game ahead of Miami and a game and a half ahead of Milwaukee. They're in the playoffs. Ultimately, it's not going to matter. They're not winning a championship this year. Just be happy that they got in. The process worked. Howard Eskin famously asked Sam Hinkie, when will we know when the process worked? And Sam Hinkie, Sam Hinkie famously answered, when it's time, everyone will know. He didn't give a real specific answer. Guess what? We know. We know now that it worked. We have two of the best young superstars in the league on the team. Dario Saric, who people thought was never going to come over, is playing really well. Markel Fultz, we don't know what's up with him. And we may be getting LeBron James next year. It worked. The fact that LeBron James would even consider coming here when the best free agent we could get in the last 20 years was Elton Brand after he tore his Achilles tendon. It's a win. The process worked. Anyone who trusted the process is a winner at this point. That's all I have to say well, about just, basketball. Well just, the, well, just the fact that anybody, anybody wants to come to Philly now is a blessing. And even when they do lose, you cannot help but to cheer, the, cheer that team because you, you guys got a good future. Go ahead. Even, even my, like my Lakers, they have the second-best record in the NBA since, I think, January 8th or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm proud of these guys. I, I, like, I think they're 29-35. They just beat Orlando last night. I'm I'm excited. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but if they finish 40 and 42, 39 and 43, I take that as a win because that means they're making progress and people want to come to LA. And they're not doing it with washed up veterans. They're doing it with young guys who are getting better and developing. That's what you want to do. The Lakers The Lakers didn't have the process, but they found a good way to to build up their their roster with yeah, young guys. Cuz they, they they still try to get players but nobody wanted any part to do with that whole genie and, and um, Jim bus stuff. But th- the thing that I like about what they're doing is all they're winning with their, their young core. They're not winning with guys that are rentals. Like they have Brooke Lopez. He's probably going in the season. They got Isaiah Thomas. Um, he'll probably be, be a rental for this for the, for the rest of the season as well. But they're, <laughs> they're doing it with their core. Their core young guy. Ingram hasn't played. I love Josh Hart coming off the bench, but he's hurt too. They're doing Alonzo Kuzma. 
um, Randall, he, 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 he's a free agent at the end of the season. You know what they're doing with, the, with these young guys? And you can't help but what, what can't help but want to play with these guys. Right. Yeah, they're they're a fun team. They're up and coming. Who knows? We may get the early '80s back with Philadelphia <laughs> against LA again. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, uh, that'd be great back and forth on this show. It definitely <laughs> would. We'd have to start a whole new podcast. I think. Uh, well, that is the show for this week. Uh, thank you for indulging our NBA conversation again, LeBron. The throne is waiting. Um, Listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt, The Perfect Edge and Super Madness with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, Throwback Madness, Road to WrestleMania. We have WrestleMania 21 up currently. We'll have another new one coming out on Monday. Go back and listen to our old unsanctioned shows. Subscribe on iTunes. Five-star ratings and reviews. Check out the Elroy Preps and YouTube channel. Alo, you want to move some merch before we get out of here? Watermaneuver.net to embrace the madness and ColinNoble.com. Use promo, promo code MattMadness for 10% off your order. And once again, as a reminder, $100 Amazon gift card giveaway. Uh, you'll be thrown into the drawing if you email me at PASC1979 at gmail.com or if you reach out to us on Twitter at MattMadnessPod, MattMadnessPodcast on Instagram. You can reach out and just leave us a note, or you can take a screenshot of you leaving a review on iTunes. Either one of those will get you entered for a $100 Amazon gift card. That's the show for Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever seek Angel Rodermill. Love you. <laughs> for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with the elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls, shut the mystery man. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.